Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Recorded live. Feliz Navidad. Welcome to the first annual hot oral podcast Christmas show. I'm Casper Suarez, along with CEO and founder of Hot Oral, Mr. Michael Holmes. Merry Christmas, Mikey. Merry Christmas. This is, uh, like you said, this is the first uh, Christmas spectacular. Uh, not so it spectacular is. for my upper thighs, but uh, we'll do what we can. No, we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Um uh, you know, I just thought maybe we'd kind of banter back and forth a little bit. Oh, I got a question. Have you seen this Ambilify class action lawsuit that's going around? No. Okay, well, I saw it yesterday morning when I was getting ready to go to work. Apparently, this is Ambilify. I, it's a drug. But apparently, one of the side effects is it causes compulsive gambling. Um, who the fuck knew, you know? So I'm on a... Uh, I quit taking blood, blood thinners. Uh, I'm on a baby aspirin regimen every morning. And I found that since I've been on this, I'm I'm going to sue Bear. I take the baby aspirin in the morning, and I, I, I'm compelled to fuck German shepherds. I don't know why. I don't even speak German, Mike, but that's the deal. That was a bad joke. We're just going to put that one off to the side. Uh, I found myself mm. masturbating to the... I found myself masturbating to the... Uh, Katie Kerr colonoscopy tape the other night. That was that was kind of interesting. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that one alone, too, then. Tough fucking crowd, Mike. <laughs> Always. I know. Sorry, I know. sorry if my brain isn't awake. I'm not really awake right now, and I'm, I'm in a massive amount of muscle pain. So That's right. That's right. You got your ass handed to you by a bunch of high schoolers last night on the ice, didn't you, kid? <clears throat> of course. Well, we didn't know what was going to happen. Usually, like, three or four high school kids, college kids will show up. But last night, I don't know, ten kids from Dorchester High showed up. <laughs> like, it was just crazy. Were, and college were, kids. Were they drinking? No, unfortunately, they were no. not. That, that's, that's the so, way. it's a fast game to begin with, and you add... You add kids that can just skate nonstop or kids that play at a high school and college level. I mean, it's just brutal. So I'm completely, completely, like, done right now. Like, I can't, I can't even, uh, like, I have, like, knee muscle thigh pain. I sound like I've had, like, 50 beers, which I didn't, you know. So you sound brutal. good. Yeah, oh, it's brutal. It's good sport. Well, yeah, but again, you know. You know, I was uh, Margaret and I were talking a couple of nights ago, Miss, Mrs. Margaret Barrows. Um, oh, who will will be joining the uh, the crew of the Hot Roll Podcast? Uh, she's back from vacation, um, and she wants to she wants to keep that joke running, Mike. For whatever reason, she wants to keep right. it running. She said this last year, and I believe the year before that Ma- Margaret yeah. was going to join her. And, uh, and then I say, okay, great. Well, we're doing a show Saturday. And what did she say? Oh, I'll be on, I'll be on vacation. Well, great. Yeah. 
She's going to be snowboarding, and then she was going to go deep sea diving or something like that. I got, <laughs> right, a, right. I got, a, I got a text from her this morning saying that uh, she was on a plane and she spilled wine, and the pilot turned the plane around and took her home. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but <laughs> I, okay, good for you, you crazy kid, you little bitchy. <laughs> okay, so we got some weird Christmas stories. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna kick the show off with your that we had two Christmas trees at the Suarez house. The year was 1972. Vietnam was raging, okay? My mom calls my dad, who's at the local tavern, to go get the goddamn tree. And my dad kept saying, yeah, I'm on my way, I'm on my way. Well, he never showed up. My mom, who was a raging alcoholic, (laughs) commences to start drinking the early times bourbon and is progressively getting more pissed off, and she loads me and my younger sister, Bethy, into the car and runs us up to the local Christmas tree lot. And as we're walking in, there's this young couple walking out with this tree, and my mom makes this comment about, oh, what a beautiful tree. And then she starts to cry. And then she goes into this long fucking story about how her husband was just killed a week before in Vietnam. (laughs) Yeah, she can't afford a tree, so she thought she'd bring the kids down. At least we could walk through. <laughs> and she's bawling the whole time this is going on. And me and my little sister are just looking at each other like, what the fuck? Well, this young couple felt so bad that they actually gave my mom the tree and tied it to the top of the car. And, again, Beth and I are not saying a fucking word, Mike. We're just, we're lost. But as we're driving back to the house, my mom is laughing like a fucking maniac. She turns around and she looks at us and she says, don't you say a goddamn thing to your father about how I got this tree? I'm like, okay, you know, you're, you're intoxicated, obviously, and we're not going to say a word. We get home, get the tree inside. My dad pulls up in the truck and he's got a, he's got a tree in the back of the truck. And he's drunk, too. That was pretty much standard operating procedure at the Suarez house. So he comes in, and he's all fucking pissed off. Well, you couldn't fucking wait, blah, blah, blah. And my mom says, no, no. You know, you're down there with your cronies celebrating Christmas. We got things to do, da, 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 da. So my dad says, fine. I'm going to put up my own fucking tree. So he goes back to the store. He gets all the, all the garland, all the ornaments and lights. And he sets it up in the opposing corner of the uh, living room. But he won't allow anybody's gifts to go underneath this tree unless it's his. So, so there's this standoff, which eventually erupted into the local law enforcement being called. Plates <laughs> were flying. Uh, it's just good times. At, good times at the Suarez house. See, this is why I am the way that I am, Mike. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, genetically, I'm predisposed to you know alcoholism, and we're not even no. No, not at all. No, just a, just a wee bit, just a wee bit. But I, but I, I flash back on that story, and I just remember the, the look in my mother's eyes when she turned around in the car and was yelling, "Don't you say a goddamn word to your father!" <laughs> and to this day, you know, we never did. We ne- well, they're both dead. They don't now, right? <laughs> then here's another one, a quick one. My dad loved Christmas so much that he would always really go overboard with the outdoor decorations and shit. And one year, he went above and beyond the call of duty. I mean, it, it, it was spectacular. And I kept telling him, I'm like, Dad, somebody's going to steal these fucking decorations. Ah, you don't know what you're fucking talking about. Well, 
I had some friends come over one night <laughs> and totally dismantle everything and take it away. And, I mean, it didn't come back for two weeks, Mike. It was gone. So the weekend after New Year's, my mom and dad decided to take a weekend and go up to Sedona. Well, that weekend I had the guys come back and we redecorated the house. <laughs> and my fucking dad comes storming in the fucking house. I knew it. I knew you had something to fucking do with this. And I'm like, no, no. Not me, Pop. Had nothing to do. Merry Christmas. But, okay, that's enough of the Christmas stories for me. I got a lot. Of you, you, ruined, you ruined Christmas. We used to drive around drunk in high school and steal people's ornaments and decorations. And, yeah. You know, like the classic Santas and the reindeers and whatnot. They, 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 they have them, like, blow up now. They don't have the old school plastic ones that, you I know, know would have, like, a... 12-watt light bulb in them. Exactly. And you could tackle them in the whole nine. Well, they don't have that anymore. So one time, one night, you know, when I was in high school, everyone drove, like, big Buicks and, I mean, you know, it was like bigger cars, what? like cars that had trunks, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we were drunk one night, you know, and we, uh, we had um, a ton of Christmas ornaments and, like, <laughs> plastic sanders in my buddy's trunk, and we got pulled over. And <laughs> plastic. Well, we, we used to we used to just go for one particular thing, and that was the plastic center. We never okay. told like the, you know, the baby Jesus or anything. But we, if we saw a plastic Santa in the nineties, it was gone. We we especially in my area or the next towns over. So no, if you had a plastic Santa, we pretty much stole them. I think the statute of limitations are over on that anyway. But I, I think so. I think you're in the clear, and you're right. I miss those things. Yeah, now now we just got a bunch of guys running around fucking stabbing these balloon things. I just saw yeah, one the yeah. other night. I just saw They're one the other night. Down, yeah. I just saw one the other night on on the on the local news, and this kid just walks up and just starts gutting this thing. You know? And I'm like, wow, wow, little anger issue there, uh, Tyler. God damn, fucking ADHD motherfucker. Uh, hey, have you heard from Bob? No, I'm in. I'm in the uh, the same camp of people that don't hear from Bob. So I don't know what's going on. But Bob was a member, uh, a third member of our little podcast here. He uh, he's he gone missing again. Well, he went rogue and he started his own show, <laughs> and, uh, which is fine, you know. I mean, he's, he started his own show. And then he wasn't getting any any listens, so he he had you do characters on there, and then got like three or four listeners. Yeah, you picked up. We picked up a whopping four. Not 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 compared to the whopping twenty seven that we get on a weekly basis. I mean, I don't well, know. That's fucking ridiculous. Well, you know what? It is what it is, Mike. And again, you got to crawl before you walk. This is a work in progress. You know. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if we have two or two hundred. It doesn't matter to me. As long as no, we have fun, who cares? Well, see, that, that's the whole thing. And I, I do it just for the fucking love. First of all, I love talking with you guys. And I, I specifically love talking with you, Mike. I, I think you're one of the most brilliant, Answer. entertaining individuals that I've ever run across. You're twisted, and I love that. Uh, and you know what? You've got... 
you've got a large following, so I'm going to ride your coattails for a little while. And every time my following gets large, Facebook has destroyed it. My profiles were maxed out. When profiles weren't really maxed out, like three, four years ago, you'd you'd get to 5,000, Facebook would just stuff me. And then I'd get to like 1,000, they'd kill me. And then every time I got to 500, they would kill my account. Now they have allowed me to go over 500, but it's only a matter of time. It really, it really is. It only takes one person, and that's it. <laughs> well, but I'm verified now. So. Yes, you are. You're bona fide and verified. And, and then there's a story, and it's a funny one. I mean, you've seen you've seen the, my the, the idea I gave to Facebook, right? Yeah. So there's this California right. Facebook, when you get kicked off, and you know, a lot of people have been kicked off, especially in our circle. Facebook will sometimes say, hey, look, if you want to come back, you need to give us an ID of some sort. So I started making I started making the dumbest, like, fuck you IDs. Like, I could care less. Stupid picture of the dude, you know. All my pictures are Edward Stratton III from Silver Spoons. I know, so, I know. <laughs> so I created a California ID with, like, the name of the street was like 69 Dirty Lane. Like, just fuck that. Like, it didn't even, like, I didn't even care anymore. And what happens? Facebook accepts it and apologizes to me in a letter saying, thank you very much. You know, we hope this didn't cause any sort of inconvenience on your part. And I'm like, dipshit, did you even look at the ID? It's a picture of Edward Stratton III. I know. I, I know, Mike, and I love that. I, I, I remember when you posted that, your California ID, and I'm looking at that, and I'm like, I cannot believe they bought this. Um, and I'll post it again. I post it every now and then when someone, like, gets kicked off or, or needs verification. I'm like, this actually worked. And then when people don't believe me, I show them the letter from Facebook that says, you're not, you're not verified. And... uh I just want to—I th- want to thank the stoner kid that was working at, at Facebook at midnight that night. That said, I'm just going to verify this dude. I mean, he went all out. Yeah. And if you've seen my Photoshop, my Photoshop skills are awful. I mean, some of the worst. But I think that's what. But I think that's what makes it funny. It, exactly. Like, Again, that's less is more, Mike. I, being a painter, I, I totally understand. Sometimes I don't, uh, you know, get the stuff right, but it works in the long run. Well, again, man, the, the, the California identification, I'm looking at that, and I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, I can't believe how gullible people. Well, you know what? I am gullible. I'm one of the most gullible people. It was like the other day with that Wendy Pack thing, and your your picture was in back of her hand, and right. I went, are you fucking kidding me? And you wrote back, yes. And I went, okay. All right. I just had to make sure. I never know. One of the man. guys, one of the guys from Stern died last night. Uh, Joey Boots died. Who's forty nine? Died what, in his chair. What did he die from? Heart attack? No one knows. Heart attack, drugs, HIV. Who knows? Don't know. I've just been reading all morning about it, so everyone oh. has their own idea. But uh, oh, that sucks. Yeah. You know, I mean, Merry fucking Christmas. You're dead. Fuck me. <laughs> you know, so his family is never going to be the same. Man. Well, I don't <laughs> think they were the. I don't think they were the same. Uh, well, they probably weren't <laughs> the most 
dysfunctional family in, in the world. I, I don't I know anything about the guy. I just know he was on Stern every now and then. And, uh, you know, I just heard he died last, it was last night. I guess they, they were supposed to do a podcast. It's kind of funny because it pertains to this. What? He was supposed to do a podcast and he uh, didn't show up for it. So hi, oh. Pitch Eric, which is uh, yeah, April's like boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> he knocked he, he he knocked on uh his door and then they did a wellness call and they found him dead in the chair. Forty nine. Forty nine years old. Mike, you never know. I've cheated death on three different occasions and I'm only fifty four. Yeah, I say bring it. You know, bring it, death. Is that all you fucking got? Clogged arteries, bring it. Bring it. I'm still smoking. <laughs> I'm still eating fucking Italian sausage. Sure you are. Yeah, I know. I know, smartass. And as a matter of fact, I've been invited to go have sausage and peppers tomorrow. <laughs> There's really nothing funny about that other than the person that invited me over. I think is, uh, I think that itself is kind of funny. She's my weed dealer. <laughs> <laughs> I saw her this morning at 6 a.m. So, you want to come back for sausage and peppers tomorrow? I'm like, fucking A, I'm all over that shit, kid. <laughs> I'll be back. Is Glenda now? Uh, well, and also, I got Glenda coming over in a little while. She's going to have a white Christmas, trust me. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, trust me. But she told me, and I love her. She says, no ass play. She goes, I'm going to be dealing with my family later on tonight and tomorrow. And they're a pain in the ass as it is, so I don't want a double whammy here. I'm like, okay, kid, whatever you want. So I'm Glenn, so Glender I'm, is uh, Greg's African American. Uh, my my Nubian princess. <laughs> my Nubian princess. <laughs> that that he only does certain things with. Yes, yes, exactly. Well, again, you're, you know, again, she's already laid the ground rules, you know. So, and I, I'm gonna, I, I prefer vaginal penetration, to be honest with you. <laughs> but, I mean, no pun intended there, but, you know, when that brown eye of the hurricane and is coming back at you, you know, what the hell? Hey, went in Rome, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she's but ruining it, your furniture. No, tell me about it. You know, I had, I had it. <laughs> I had an amputee girlfriend. She destroyed my fucking carpet. I said, you know, bitch, look at this. What the fuck? I finally ended up buying her a creeper. You know what those are? No. Oh, is that when you put one foot on like a... It's almost like a... Huh? It's it's basically a table with four wheels. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, but she totally destroyed my fucking carpet. And I, I just couldn't have it. And there's nothing worse. You can't, you can't steam clean some of that shit out. So no. I had to. Rep- and you can't, you can't yell at an amputee. Well, fuck, fuck yeah! No. I, oh, you can. You can. I didn't know. I thought you couldn't. I mean, I, well, there's no rule. But there's a, there's an unwritten rule that every time an amputee laughs, a chocolate loses its finger. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. I, I thought like I, I thought I heard that, but this is Trump's America. <laughs> That's right, thank God. Oh my you know God. What I'm, you know what I'm hearing more than I've ever heard before. Maybe it's just me noticing this. People are saying "Merry Christmas" more. Yes, I'm glad. The last, you know the last couple yes. of days, I've heard it 
hundreds and hundreds of times. And I don't remember hearing it a year or two ago. I don't. I Maybe once or twice here and there, but it seems like I go to a gas station, I'm getting it. I played hockey last night. Everyone's saying it. Everyone's saying it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I've noticed the same thing too, Mike. Um, And and you're right. A year or two ago, everybody was going like, happy holidays or happy Kwanzaa. Happy holidays. Yeah, happy Kwanzaa. Yeah, you know, fuck that shit. No, Merry fucking Christmas, man. And I mean that to everybody, all 27 of you listening right now. (laughs) (laughs) Merry fucking Christmas from Mr. Boston Michael Humps and Phoenix Casper Suarez. And a a belated one from Bob Rocky and, well, Margaret's Jewish. But, hey, I'm going to set this woman named Lenora on fire a little bit bit later in honor of, of our Jewish friends out there. I wrote that on Facebook earlier. It's really not that good of a joke either, is it? No, I didn't read that. I, I was okay. I was too busy dealing with my head. Well, it, that stands to reason. You were banged up by a bunch of 17 and 18-year-olds. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, if people are just tuning in. It was a hockey game. Let's not... No, uh, yeah, yeah, it wasn't uh, It wasn't a gay porn. No. It wasn't, God, no. It, wasn't, it wasn't a holiday. Hold on, on yeah, I mean, you play at that you play at that speed and that much like it's insane how much how dehydrated you get. And I'm just that's why I sound like you know like I've been smoking a carton of cigarettes. I, I my voice is probably so froggy right now, and I, I, I mean I feel it. Right? Oh, I look yeah. I look good. I know you do. You're a, you're, a, you're, a handsome, you're a handsome young man, sir. I woke up I like this. You woke up what? Right. Maybelline commercial. Oh, you got to you got to stop and watch the Maple commercial too. <laughs> Boy, you are a diehard fan, aren't you? Oh, hey, yeah. hang, on. hang on a sec. I got to see this commercial. All right, we're back. We're back live. <laughs> you know, I didn't do anything last night, Mike. I was in bed at uh, about eight thirty. Um, wow. Well, I know. Well, here's what happened. You know, I smoked a lot. Smoking weed. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a, it was a Christmas miracle that uh, I was able to scrounge up what I had because my friend was not available last night. Hence the trip at six a.m. this morning, which is, but you know, and I'll tell you something. There was a different vibe on the road this morning. I was surprised at how many, how many people were out, and I mean, people were just like, I don't know if they were still drunk from last night or not, but they were like. Road raging. I mean, I, I was cut off. <laughs> I was cut off twice. <laughs> and, and, and and I'm serious. This lady fucking cut me off. So I hit her with the fucking price. And I, my truck is four-wheel drive. It's up high. And next thing I know, she's flipping me off. I can see her flipping me off. So I pull around. I pull up to the left side of her. And I notice that she's of the Asian persuasion. Uh. Like, yeah. And I'm like, huh. 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 So I start to think. Now, there's all these jokes about the stereotypical, terrible Asian drivers, correct? We've all heard them. We've all written them. But I have a theory that if Pearl Harbor was just a horrible accident, that's, that's all I got to say about that. They, did, they were just, they didn't intend, they were in the wrong spot, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Fucking Asians, man, go figure, right? I was I was trying to follow that story. I didn't know where it was going, and I I really don't know where it ended. 
Well, it, it didn't end, Mike. It's a continuing story. We're still living the, the repercussions of World War II, aren't we? Yeah, but you like your TV, don't you? You know, it's funny you say that because my TV was built in Mexico. <laughs> Why do you have a Mexican TV? Who the fuck has a Mexican TV? I do. It's, it's Is it an Adobe? What's the name of it? Adobe? No, Adobe. No, it's not an Adobe. No, it's a, it's a Vizio. V-I-Z-I-O. It's a, it's a Vizio. I have a Vizio. Vizios are made in Mexico? I don't. I, 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 God, I... I think so. <laughs> did you buy? Did you? Well, you're right on the border. Did you buy it off a guy from Mexico? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm, I'm sure they're. No, actually, I pulled into Home Depot. And, uh, there was there was like three guys with these flat screens, and I'm like, oh. And they said, hey man, you need uh, you need a TV, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. You need you need any bricks? Put that. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So loaded them up in the truck, drove them all the way back out to Nogales. Vizio is in California. Oh, it's an American-made? It says um, founded California, headquarters California. Well, that's a border. But, that's a, but it was founded by William Wang, awesome, <laughs> who's, who's Chinese, and it, it manufactures products in Mexico and China. No shit, Greg. I have a Vizio. I gotta look in the back now and see if it's uh, in Mexico. Because if it is, I'm throwing it right the fuck out. <laughs> you know what, Mike? I looked. I looked long and hard before I bought this television set, and I was looking at the Samsungs and all the other big names. This picture quality is fucking outstanding. And I even had a Mexican friend of mine come over. His name is Ignacio Cuajada. He came over and he's like, he's like, God damn, man, that's a great-looking picture. I said, well, thanks to you guys. He's like, what? I said, get the fuck out of my house, Iggy. God damn it. Got enough fucking problems. Oh, tonight, or not tonight, but tomorrow, here in the ghetto. Tomorrow, I've, I've been there now four years, and I've, I've noticed this every Christmas day. There's going to be a lot of new bikes, and the kids will be out playing, and these kids steal... <laughs> these kids steal each other's fucking bikes. I see them with the door open, Mike, and I'm like, are you kidding me? And he, I see the little black kid come around the corner, you know, pushing the, the stereotypical kid in the ghetto, pushing a fucking empty shopping cart. <laughs> he fucking grabs his bike and he takes off. And I see the only white girl happened to be her bike. It was pink. But I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, kid. Well, he's, you know, criminals aren't the brightest to begin with. It was, it was a crime of opportunity, I think, is what I'm trying to say. But, yeah, tomorrow's going to be a blast around here. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you the only white family that hasn't left yet? Uh, no, as a matter of fact, I just had, well, well, here's the deal. A month ago, we had the, uh, no, there, there's a white couple that lived across from me, and there's another, now the morbidly obese white couple have just moved in. And I'm talking, these Combined weight between husband and wife has got to be fucking close to 900 pounds. They are, they are just fucked up, man. You know, and they're sitting outside with their their walkers uh, because of the girth of these people. Are literally the wheels are bowed out, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> sitting out there on their oxygen tanks, smoking fucking cigarettes. And apparently they're running some kind of daycare center, but it's a daycare center. <laughs> 
No, I'm serious. Like, wait, but it's like a daycare center specifically for recovering methamphetamine addict single moms. You know what I mean? I mean, that's fucking hey, that's that sounds like my kind of weekend right there. It's it's all hats and horns over here, bro, bro. I'm telling you. But uh, hang on a I'm second. just oh, interested just, in the single moms who oh, have meth problems. <laughs> well, what are you talking? I care. It's all I well, want, Mike. They're, they're again, their their scabs are healing nicely. Thank God for that. And they and most of them do have teeth. Speaking of teeth, uh, I'm going to get my dentures in by the end of next month. Finally, after having all the truck stuff that I had to I had to do, I I talked to my dentist on uh, Thursday and went in for kind of a final consultation. And he's like, God damn. He goes, these things are so goddamn loose, we're just going to use a shop back. So I'm looking forward to that. They're going to suck them right out of there for the fucking shop back, Mike. Why don't you get permanents put back in? Why don't you get them screwed back in? Do your insurance cover that? Dude, you know how expensive that shit is? Yeah, I've got insurance, but my portion of of of, of something like that would be close to probably $3,500 or $4,000. I did look into it, Mike. Drop in the bucket. Oh, shit. For a guy that makes $43,000 a year, no fucking way, dude. I'm looking to buy a house at the end of June. You know, I mean, I'm out. This is yeah, this, but you, this, it's going to mean nothing if you don't have awesome teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah but over the over the course of time with dentures, you're going to be paying that. Right? So, Between dentures and whatever and the dealing with the, you know, I, I don't know. Well, I've never owned but, them. I just, I've known a few people that have owned them, older people, and it seems like more of a hassle than to just get shit screwed back into your skull. Well, again, I, I looked into that stuff, but Mike, it, it's just, it's too pricey for me. You know, I cash. I, you know, and, and I'm not, I'm not that vain. You know, I mean, I have other appendages that, <laughs> and other things going for me. You need teeth. I mean, you need teeth if you want a woman. Yeah, that helps. Yeah, I, I know. It. I know you got a couple on the side, but <laughs> you want to go to the next level, you gotta add no. teeth. That no, is a pro true. tip of the day for you. Thank you. And I do have a couple on the side, a couple of teeth left on the back end. <laughs> that's what you gnaw on? Yeah. That's what you all open oranges with, and that one on the side. And you call it the can opener. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Yeah. As someone who's played hockey for 20 years, I only have one tooth missing, but it was pulled in the bottom. But you can't tell because they're straight. Well, see, now that's whole. I look like a fucking alpaca. <laughs> I was, as a matter of fact, yesterday at work, I'm sitting in the break room and I'm trying, I'm, I'm basically filleting this, this pickle, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and, and these keepers are looking at me and they're like, I thought you were getting dentured. I'm like, yeah, they're coming. I had some, some things to do to the vehicle first, you know, that cost me some money and well, God damn, man, you, you're chewing like a fucking alpaca. And I'm like, you know what? I don't give a fuck. Shove your four-year biology degree up your fucking ass, you glorified shit shoveler. I'm making more fucking money than you are. And that's the truth, Mike. I make Have more you had fucking... dentures before? No, never, no. ever. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Oh, but it was so cool when I went in to get my jawbone shaved back in uh, September. They did all the 3D imaging. So basically, my teeth are sitting in a database at my tennis office just waiting for me to 
paid up. <laughs> so, You're going to have to break in and steal them teeth back. I, that's what I'm thinking. i got to get hold of Bob for that. I don't know. Wait a minute. I need a, success, I, I need a successful criminal. I don't want to end up. Might have to go through the ceiling. They might have good... Uh, Dentist office probably have a good alarm system. You might have to go to oh. the ceiling on that. Yeah, that's you. You know, it's good God, man. Great minds think alike because that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm going to lower Bob down. Uh, well, <laughs> well, Bob, Bob doesn't have a good track record of getting away with things either. No, that's what I'm saying. You know, you're only as good as the crew you surround yourself with. <laughs> so, this so, is a, so, so Bob is the third member of this. Podcast. Bob went. Bob did ten years for bank robbery. Uh, they were high on crack, right? Yeah, yeah. They were high on crack, and they spray, and he was with a prostitute, right? And then and they spray. Do they spray paint their faces because they were yeah. high? Yeah, yeah, they spray paint. That's a yeah. that's a real story. That's not a joke. That's like that's reality. That's the that third is- member of this podcast. High <laughs> yeah. on crack with a prostitute, spray painted his fen- face, and robbed a bank. That's our third member who's not on right now. Right, but also too the 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 partner in crime with Bob was a cross dressing a cross dressing male prostitute. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, oh, the yeah. Spider, oh, the story just yeah. gets better and better. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Spider, I knew Spider because my old man's body shop. This 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 male female transgender. Six foot one. The guy was fucking huge. Yeah, so you factor in uh, a silver-faced black person dressed as a woman. <laughs> they didn't get too far, Mike. What did Bob say? They got out the bank in like half a block before they were picked up. Or yeah, they stood out, no doubt. Yeah, but I do know this guy, this spider guy. <laughs> Where's but Spider now? He probably did. Probably did. And it's funny, too, because where where my weed proprietor lives is actually down in the old neighborhood of where my dad's body shop was for all those years. So I cruised around, you know, and actually I'm glad to see that people have cleaned up the area. There, There is a years ago, Mike, 10 years ago, literally we'd walk out of my dad's office and you you would have to say, excuse me, because there'd be all these crack whores standing around. <laughs> my cat. My cat. You have to sweep the crack whores away from the front every morning. Yeah, yeah. And my dad, my dad was divorced from my mom, and he had bought this RV, and he was living down at the shop in this RV. And I went down there one morning to, I think, put brakes on my truck or something. And I had, a, of course, I had keys, so I let myself in. And I'm going, hey, dad, dad. And he's not around. TV's on in the office. And I open up the door to go out to the work base. And I see him coming out of the RV, zipping up his fly, (laughs) in this little bitty black chick. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, no, man, Jesus Christ. (laughs) So I go back out the front door, pretend like I'm just getting out of my truck. This gal leaves, and I walk in, and I'm like, what the fuck, Dad? He's like, what? (laughs) I've been here for about 10 minutes. I saw you coming out and zipping up your fly. He goes, it isn't what you think. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's exactly what I think. And I understand about urges and maybe going to the dark side. I get it. I said, but 
Rest assured, Bob, I hope you wore a fucking raincoat because these women are just fucking disease ridden. <laughs> he says, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm like, okay. All right. Okay, Dad, I'm going to go ahead and get uh, get the rotors put on the truck. I'm like, I think. Damn, man. Yeah, and even Robert. Robert and I actually smoked crack with this particular gal. And uh, Robert and her got it. And it's funny. If you've never been in a situation where crack is involved, it's just like when it's getting low, people are getting real fucking antsy, Mike. And these two, Bob, Bob and this gal, I forget her name, Bambi or something like that, but they got into this fucking argument over this little itty-bitty fucking crumb of rock. And, you know, when I smoked, it, it wasn't that big of a deal. I always went in with, with the mindset that when, it's, when we're out, it's done. I'm not running back to the hellhole of South Phoenix. I ain't doing it. But they got into this fucking argument, man. And uh, Robert, Robert grabbed her. And that's when I intervened and said, okay... Party's over. <laughs> you gotta go. So as I'm escorting her out the door, my dad is coming and coming back into the office. And my dad, my dad loved Robert, but didn't trust Robert. <laughs> he blamed Robert for who I was at that point in my life. <laughs> he blamed, did he blame it for missing tools at any point? Uh, no, 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 no. I had brother-in-laws. Uh, my sister, my older sister Carrie always hooked up with these real fucking low-lives. One guy had uh, love and hate tattooed <laughs> on his fingers, on his knuckles, you know. To and, flag. Yeah, yeah. And he, his name was Henry. And uh, he always, I love this. This is a quick story. He had this midget friend, okay? <laughs> I mean, you see me write about midgets, and this is where this midget thing comes in with me. But he used to bring this, he rode a 750 Honda, and it was weird because my sister would call my mom or my dad to come pick her up to bring her over for dinner, but Henry would bring the midget. And the story was that this was his cousin, and he worked at a carnival, and it was the off season. So this little midget would come over <laughs> and eat with us, you know. And my parents, God bless them, you know, I mean, being Spanish and Italian, hey, hey, go on in, manja, manja, you know. Me casa, su casa. And they were always justifying, well, that's Henry's family. We just can't let him be. <laughs> and it wasn't until like three. <laughs> Leave the midget outside. Yeah, no shit, man. The dude was a creep. And it wasn't until they like all three. Are. Now, you, you've met a normal midget? You've never met a normal midget? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, right. I love can't trust them. They're right, at pocket, they're right at pocket height. You've got you to gotta keep your head on a swivel when a midget's around. Absolutely. They've got, they got their nose in everybody's motherfucking business. You know, I would, hate, I would hate to be a midget like in public transportation or on an elevator. I, you know, I mean, just, whoa. When we were in high school, there was a midget who worked at the gas station. You know, we all drove like, you know, older, you know, our first cars were all like, you know, 82 Buicks or 79 Regals or whatever, just cars with like huge hoods. And uh, the joke was, you got to ask the guy to, ch to check your oil because he had to climb up into the engine bay because he's oh. tiny. 
you know, there's no footstool or anything. This motherfucker would climb into your engine and check your oil. So you'd say, you know, give me, give me five bucks or whatever, you know, unleaded. And then can you mind checking my oil? And then the gig, you know, we'd be snickering and giggling. But the guy never caught on. He never figured it out that we, everyone did it as a joke. But no one else asked to check. It was only high school kids that were doing it. And you'd see like five or six cars lined up, you know, all ready for this dude to check. Oh, yeah, can you check the oil in there? He'd be like a little monkey climbing into the engine bay. That's awesome. That's awesome. I've got another rigid story. Good. When I was, hang on a second. When I was doing the, uh, I used to paint famous people's houses. And we're talking huge fucking estates, 30,000 square feet. And, these homes were being built. And, but prior to the final, the, the, the last push on a project of a home being built like that was that they had to, somebody had to go down in to the ductwork system that was underneath the house and clean out debris. You know, construction workers, they throw cans and cigarette butts. And, of course, there's rocks and pieces of wood. But this guy that cleaned the ductwork... <laughs> had a midget that he would tie a rope to, give him a flashlight. Genius. That's a genius move right there. Well, wait a minute. We did a house up in Squaw Peak, which is a, here in Phoenix, it's a very exclusive area, and it's on a mountain. It's, it's a mountain. And they sent this guy in, and me and my boss, Mark, happened to be there that day, and we were kind of chuckling, you know, we were drinking beers, and, and we hear this guy screaming. So it's part of just well, he ran into a fucking nest of rattlesnakes now. <laughs> and I remember, I remember they pulled this little dude out of this fucking hole, and he's white. I mean, fucking wide-eyed and just scared to fucking death. And he's like, there's, there's, there's like four rattlesnakes down in there, and this boss is like. Well, go get him. <laughs> He's like, no, no, you're going to have to hire a professional. So they, they called in a, uh, herp, uh, what do they call them, the reptile people, the herp, uh, herpetologist people or whatever. Did they and have they, their own midget? Y- yes. They brought, <laughs> they explained the situation, and lo and behold, Mike, <clears throat> this particular outfit had a small person that specialized, right. <laughs> specialized in this area. A duck midget. I love it. <laughs> Send him the midget. You know what? You know what's funny? So we had a guy. I have the, the call log in front of me for this show. And there was a guy listening. His name was Roddy K. right? He was listening to our show from the beginning. Uh-huh. Right when we started talking about uh, midgets, he disconnected. So I wonder uh-huh. if that guy's Roddy K. Oh, it said God. Roddy K is hung up. It was right when we started talking about midget stories. He hung up. Now he 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 was there for uh, however long we've been talking, forty minutes or so. He hung up. Well, you know, no disrespect to Mr. Roddy. If you are a small person, again, we mean no we mean no disrespect. We're just kind of goofing and relaying some stories. But God damn it, midgets are fucking funny. You know, of course. Up in Idaho, they're called tater tots. <laughs> what's a black midget called? What's what? What's a black midget called? Um, 
Hershey Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> What's a Chinese midget call? Jimmy. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm expecting a phone call from him sometime today. Too. You know order five day. <laughs> well, let me tell you. Two weeks ago, he fucking called me on a Sunday. He's like, "Hey, Greg, this is Jimmy." And I said, "Yeah, I know who it is." He goes, "You know, I thought we had a deal. I thought you were going to go on Yelp and give me a good review." And I'm like, "So, well, I'm talk- well I-, I told him, Mike, I said I'm talking to, I'm talking about your your restaurant on these podcasts." You're getting more coverage. Well, explain, explain who Jimmy is. Jimmy's a guy who you order from, and when you don't order he from calls. him, he calls you. Right. He calls me. Hey, Greg, I miss you. You okay? Did I tell you about the time you started busting my fucking balls about Sandy? Yeah. That was a funny... Oh, my. He calls and he says, he says, hey, Greg, I miss you. And I'm like, yeah. And he says, uh, you need order? I said, yeah, you know, since I got give me the usual. And then, he's, and then out of nowhere, Mike, he starts, oh, oh, your heart's still broken over your, your ex-wife. You need to get over that shit. He starts yelling at me. <laughs> and then, God, then he says, hey, you know what I'm doing to your ex-wife right now, Greg? <laughs> I, I know exactly. You know, I flashed back to the, the first time I brought Kulats out and you and Bobber. Hey, uh, you know, what do you think he's doing to your ex-wife right now? <laughs> I fucking lost it. Oh, I love this guy, you know, but it's kind of creepy. I mean, how many, how many restaurants fucking call you? Hey, we have not a, just check in and do a welfare check. Hey, you need a poo Yeah, I need a poo <laughs> Yeah, then on top of that, so, on, so because I haven't gone on Yelp yet and given him a review. He, oh, no. Yeah, but wait, he, he usually would send me, because <laughs> I order a piece of cheesecake, that's my indulgence, he would usually cut me this huge slice. I get this fucking sliver. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm telling you, Mike, I, was, I called him back. And he says, well, he says, uh, next time, uh, maybe you'll write a review for me on Hill and get you a bigger piece. And I'm like, dude, you charged me four fucking dollars. Sounds he goes, yeah, yeah that's, he goes, that's our price. And he hung up. So oh, I'm anticipating that. <laughs> <laughs> that one made me snort. I love it, though. Oh, you know what I'm doing to your ex-wife right now? You need to get over that shit. <laughs> is this just a takeout place, or is it a sit-down restaurant? No, oh, it's a sit-down restaurant, Mike. No, it's you know, oh. it's been there. I've been, I've been going to this place for probably 10 years. You know, all Chinese like, restaurant owners are named Jimmy, by the way. We discussed this in a prior podcast. They're all named Jimmy. Absolutely. And I remember you told me from the East Coast down to Florida on the East Coast, that was your experience. And, I, and yeah. this was my All named Jimmy. All named Jimmy. It's just like Sam. Uh, and i gotta, I got to give a shout-out to Sam and the guys at the Shell Station at 56th Street in Thomas and Phoenix. They are wonderful wonderful people, but they're Iraqis. And Do they have a midget that checks your oil? <laughs> no, they don't. They should, they should get one because that would bring <laughs> a lot of business. That's just a pro oh. tip for me. You get a midget who can check oil, you're going to double your business in a week once word gets out. Uh, you know what? I, I could see that because I would go. I would go just for that. Yeah. 
I'm that type of guy. Fuck yeah, get in there, motherfucker. Get up in there. Climb up in there. Go ahead. <laughs> but anyways, Sanders, Sam, Ron, Eddie, and Sal. And, of course, you know that's not their names. And <laughs> <laughs> No. No. Sadam, Kuse. Yes, exactly. Uday. I actually got kicked out of the uh, the Seven Eleven store that is directly across the street from this gas station. I've been banned from the store. I got in there about a year ago when I was still in my drinking phase, and I was drunker than <laughs> shit. And the guy was, the guy, the clerk was on his goddamn phone. He's like, <laughs> he was talking to somebody overseas, and I'm like, "Hey, Sham Wow, can you fucking speed it up here? You know?" And he's like, "My name is not Sham Wow." My name is, I'm like, yeah, well, come on, Sham, let's go. There were people in back of me, and they're like, they joined in. Yeah, come on, Sham, let's go. So <laughs> now he, that guy's forever name is Sham, wow. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So he bans me. He grabs my beer, and he, he grabs it and slides it back behind the counter. He goes, you get out of my stall. You ever come back here again, I'm going to have you arrested. I'm like, hey, well, oh. fuck you, then, if you don't want my fucking, you don't want my fucking business, fuck you. So I went across the street to Shell, and, yeah, my business for Sam and those guys. <laughs> yeah, the Sham Wow story. I love that. I'm banned from 7-Eleven. Narrow guy working at 7-Eleven? Uh, this, this was, I, I, I think he was an Arab, yeah. Of course he was. Well, yeah. Oh, that was sarcasm. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my weed right now, Mike. <laughs> So what's the smoked. flavor this week? Is it Pineapple uh, Express still? Yeah, it's the PE. Yeah, yeah. I'm really, I, I have a, I'm partial to this stuff because, because both of my knees are blown, and um, uh, it really helps with the uh, osteoarthritis. <laughs> I got a bad back too. <laughs> what um, what do you buy that by the ounce? No, 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 no. I just, I just um, grab it. I just grab it. It's my. Just I just grab an eighth. I don't I don't smoke oh. that much, you know. I I really don't. And I, hey, here's Bill. the worst thing. Oh, I got to tell you this. Um, I gave I don't know how this guy got the link, but he's 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 the curator of the conservation center at the zoo. Remember when I was lambasting how they were killing animals and shit like that? So yes. he comes. Yeah, I'm, I'm over there doing some work. This is a couple weeks back. He comes over and he says, uh, he's like. Uh, yeah, I listened. Uh, I listened to your show uh, with uh, Mike and, and Bob on Hot Roll Podcast, and I'm like, "Yeah, how'd you get the link?" He goes, "Oh, you know, some friends, some people that you gave it to." He goes, "You know, I just want you to know that uh, what you were talking about and how these animals died over here um, is an HR issue." And I said, "I said it's only an issue if somebody makes it an issue." I said again, "Do you really think that our listeners took what I said?" Seriously, i.e., these animals were too skinny, so you overfed them and they died. He goes, well, I don't know. People are fucked up. And I said, gee, ain't it? Wait, I know that. I said, so where are we going with this? He goes, well, I haven't decided yet. And I said, okay. Well, I said, well, I've already made a decision. Um, take me to HR. If things get out of line, I said, I'm talking to the ACLU. <laughs> I'm protected, I'm protected by the First Amendment. He goes, yeah, but there are repercussions for what you may say. I said, yes, that's true. But again, I can say whatever I want. And I said, and you know, 
you're you're giving our listening audience no credit. They're smart enough to know what's a joke and what's not. Well, how do you know that? I said, because I know these people. They're insane. They don't take anything <laughs> I say seriously. I said, you do. I said, do you think do you really think that they they believe there was a pile of little shoes and gold teeth in the corner? No. Of course not. Good God, man. Oh yeah. Yeah, it raised a big fucking stink. But <laughs> my boss comes to me two days ago. He's like, I'd kinda of like to hear about hot oral podcasts and I'm like, No. <laughs> no. Nah, Joe, I don't think you really need to hear this. I said, um, it, uh, you know, I talk about the zoo. I said, I've gotten away from that. Um, of the first three or four episodes, I was talking about the zoo because people were kind of curious. You know, what happens to a 4,000-pound animal that dies inside their enclosure? Well, you got to cut them up to get them out. I mean, that's, oh, you got to cut them up and then grill them, right? And then you feed, yeah, it, cool. uh, you feed it to the people that come into the zoo, right? That's what yeah. I always thought happened. Well, that's, that, was, that was kind of the rumor. But we had a uh, we had a we had another rhino go down. Fortunately, they were smart enough to lure it out into the out into the exhibit, you know, and then euthanize it out there. But the horn of this white rhino, I guess, is so valuable. That was the first thing that they took off. I had no idea that a rhino's horn was valuable. You know, I guess on the black market, I guess in China they grind it up and gives you a bone or something. I don't know. That's all you need is a, a rhino boner. A rhino boner. <laughs> that could fucking hurt somebody, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so anyways, this, this particular individual keeps going on about how I shouldn't be talking about, you know, zoo secrets. And I'm like, what, what zoo, zoo secrets? <laughs> yeah, what, 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 what zoo what, secrets? Like the chicken fingers are actually giraffe meat? I mean, what? <laughs> Giraffe? That secret out yet? I didn't know. No, no, absolutely not. But giraffes are the dumbest motherfucking animals on this planet, man. <laughs> oh, how, <laughs> how did Lucy the giraffe taste? Oh, it was delicious. Delicious. <laughs> oh, do you know Casper Zoo? Uh, they kill zoo animals, the healthy ones, and then they cut them up and they deep fry them and they tell you it's chicken fingers. That's what I heard. <laughs> Yum. Mm-hmm. Who wants South African chicken fingers? More, more rhino meat. <laughs> That's gold, man. That's fucking gold. Now that that meat you're eating there, that gorilla had a terrible uh, viral disease, uh, but uh, we boiled that meat, so you should be okay. Yeah, you should be good to go. We brought you it up should to be good internal, to go. We brought up to an internal temperature of 180 just to make sure. Oh, I gotta, wait a minute, i got to tell you this. Yesterday yesterday was kind of a fuck-off day, you know. I mean, there wasn't a lot of people around, so we were just kind of fucking around. But we still had some shit that had to be done. And one of the things we had to do was go up to the orangutan exhibit and put this new sign in the ground. And I had nothing to do. It's raining here. I'm a painter. I can't paint. So I'm giving uh, Richard a hand, this guy that I'm working with. And the, they put a Christmas tree out in the exhibit Hung with fruit, and of course, all the orangs are out there, and they're picking. And well, this male, this male comes over to the fence where me and Richard are working. And I mean, he's two and a half, three feet away, and he's very docile. You know, he's just chewing on his lettuce, just kind of watching us. And there's a bunch of people in the viewing area, and uh, I didn't realize this at first until I, well, what I did was I stood up and I started to like. 
Albert thrust at him. <laughs> he he drops his lettuce and he cut he backs away from the motherfucking fence really quick, you know. And that's when I looked up and I saw probably ten or fifteen people with their iPads and their iPhones filming. <laughs> so mm-hmm. they they've got this sexy fat painter dance, pelvic thrusting and a ring. <laughs> I'm sure that's gonna be posted somewhere. <laughs> But yeah, it was funny. He backed up, dropped his, dropped his fucking letters. He's like, what the fuck, man? But Orangs are fucking smart, right? These guys, these guys have, have learned to undo bolts on their cage, and they actually got out in their night house. They were roaming, <laughs> they were roaming the corridors when the keepers came in one morning. And I'm like, well, who designs this shit, you know? It's got to be, it's got to be baby-proof. I mean, fuck. Right. But that blew, that blew me away, man. I had no idea the intelligence of these particular animals. And, and, you know, Did you ever hear about what happened at the zoo in Boston about oof, 10 years ago? So a gorilla got loose, right? Oh, no he shit. Fig- he, fig- he figured out how to get out, and uh, he made it out. And it's funny, there's footage of him, like, running down the hall, and he, like, slaps somebody in the face as he runs by. So oh, no he shit. Gets, he gets out. He gets out into the city of Boston, right? <laughs> he's at he's at a bus stop. I shit you not. Now the part of Boston that this gorilla is in is a very you know minority community. It's a black the black part of the city of Boston. So he's at a bus stop, right? And you know what the bus stop is for? It's called what? Metco. And you know what Metco is? Metco no. is a is is a busing for black students. So someone snaps a picture, right, of the gorilla holding onto the pole of the bus stop for Metco students, and the sign says Metco. So a radio announcer says on the air when this happened about the photo, he goes, hey, look, a Metco student. He got suspended for like three months and had to go through all sort of like racial tension training and stuff like that. But, I mean, come on, who wasn't thinking that? That's funny. That's funny. And speaking, of, speaking of that, I'm going to look up. I'm going to look up that photo because I'm going to post it on Facebook. Yeah, please, please do. I had to go to sensitivity <laughs> training uh, last year. We uh, we got a guy in our department that, uh, unbeknownst to me, has a uh, a daughter with Down syndrome, and uh, he came to me and he goes, "Hey, Greg, you want to see a video of my daughter dancing?" And I was pissed off, and I said, "Is there a poll involved?" <laughs> he just he goes he goes what? He goes, "My daughter has a Down syndrome." So I asked again, definitely, is there a poll involved? (laughs) Yeah, HR, and then I had to go to two weeks of sensitivity training. And I'm like, first of all, if you're not wearing a tattoo, you know, like I have a special needs child or a badge, how the fuck am I supposed to know? And But it was a waste of fucking time. Basically, what I took away from the sensitivity training was know your audience. That's it. I'm looking up that photo and I can't find it. Uh, it's such a good photograph. A gorilla hole. I mean, ugh, you couldn't make that one up. No, and it, ha- yeah, it happened funny. in 2003. Well, see, and that's funny too. Him running down a hallway slapping people—that's fucking hilarious, man. Like getting back at the guards, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I figure if the if the least if the only thing you got was a slap across a fucking head from a gorilla, you know, be thankful. That motherfucker could have tore your ass up, man. 
I found the photo, but it doesn't show the sign, but it shows him holding onto the pole with a cop in the background. Oh. <laughs> God damn it. People, you know, people are fucked up, Mike. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 edited, they edited out the sign. That's my point. That's my fucking point. See, had you not told me that Medco, what it was, I wouldn't have known what that was. I'm, I live in the Southwest. I have no idea what that is. But Franklin Park, yeah. so Franklin Park is not, like, in one of the most desirable parts of town? Fuck no. Okay. <laughs> in Roxbury. <laughs> okay. All right. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't want to take a stroll through Franklin Park, if you know what I mean. Okay. It's, uh... It may make Central Park look like a, uh, you know, <laughs> fucking. Yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. And it's funny because there's a golf course like next to it too, and uh, it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't make any sense. Hey, I got a question, and now this is going to sound kind of racist, but you being a no. hockey player. No, I know, I know, I know. Coming for me? No, not at all. But you playing hockey probably all your life. How many black players are there? Professionally two. or two. Two. Oh, uh, the, in my in one of my leagues there's two and one is oh actually there's there's a third now. I saw a third one. Two of the Plenty skaters of- are two of the skaters are absolutely awful. One guy can't skate backwards. And the uh <laughs> the goalie the goalie the, the black goalie in one of the leagues I play in he's tremendous. He's really? like Really technical, real good. He won a tournament, that dude, against but, us. So, but the but the one guy can't even moonwalk and skate. Is that what you're saying? Oh, and he this the the moron keeps going up to higher levels, and they're like, dude, you can't even skate backwards. What are you doing in these levels? Get down, you know, because hockey is leveled out. You know, you you skate yeah. in your level that you're supposed to be in. You know, he's trying to skate with like college players. Like, what are you doing, dude? Can't even skate backwards. You're an idiot. But um, so I live, I live in an area a couple towns over from the second most Asian population in the in the country, uh, outside of San Francisco. Good San Francisco. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. It's called Quincy, Massachusetts. It's the second oh. most. And Quincy, Quincy's so Asian that they actually wanted to fly the Chinese flag at the townhouse uh, or the city hall or whatever. That's a true story. Uh, they got voted down. Obviously, um, but it, it's like like Boston has a, a great Chinatown. This is like Chinatown on steroids because it's a city of like just Chinese, Asian, you know, right? Japanese, you name it, you name it, they're there. So there are rinks in that town that I play in, and on a given night, you'll see five Asian kids out there skating, and they're fast. They're little, but they are. I know an Asian goalie. So blow it blows the stereotype out of the water. I guess if you put it in a, in a community, except if you put it like in an inner city, you won't see inner city kids skating or black kids. But if you put a hockey rink in an Asian community, they'll adjust. And they have. But here's where it hurt them. Their football teams, all their offensive lines and defensive lines are too small. So their football teams are terrible now, not like when they have big, huge Irish and Italian guys playing for them. It's all Asian kids. They might be fast, but, you know, when you have a 130-pound offensive lineman, it's not going to help you. No, 
that ain't gonna stop shit, kid. <laughs> we play we play in tournaments, we'll play against all Asian teams. Well, like the, that's, like how, the that's how many that's how many Asians are in this area. You don't fuck with the Wongs, remember that one? <laughs> Dude. They play like that too. <laughs> they play like the fucking Wongs. They're oh, sneaky oh, fast. They beat the shit out of you. They love the hack. They love the slash. You know, it's like they got a samurai sword out there. <laughs> and and they skate they skate like they drive, like they can't see where they're going, so they'll skate they'll skate a hundred miles an hour right into your knees, you know. I, I the the last year one of the last year's tournament we played the all Asian team, I got hit like five times and out of nowhere I'm like, I don't even have the puck, what are you guys doing? You guys are fucking hitting me. You're skating ninety miles an hour into your kneecaps. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it up, buttercup. But they had the best outside. They had the best grill going. Like they had the best food. They had everything. Yeah, because you part of those part of those tournaments are the parties. Like a lot of teams will skate legless drunk because they party all week. Because the tournaments are two and three days long, so there's a few of them each each summer and spring. So you start getting wasted Friday, and by Sunday, I mean. They have to sometimes escort people off the ice because they're fucking gonzo. But we had a kid on our team one that we didn't even I didn't even know the kid who's high on Percocet. So he oh, comes geez. out first line or two. This kid's a top of the line player. He stumble. No one talks to him before the game. He dresses late so no one gets a chance to eyeball him. He skates right. out for warmups but kind of just stays in the corner. And this kind of uh-huh. like grumblings like. Hey, dude, I think one of your players is uh, really fucked up. Like, oh, he's fine. He's a really good skater. Don't worry about it. Then he takes a face-off circle, and he's just looking down at the ice, and he doesn't move. Puck drops. Play starts. He doesn't move. He's comatose. They had to wheel, wheel this kid off the ice because he was high. And- <laughs> That's Boston. <laughs> So, so the drink, the drinking, and the food, and the—I mean, then kids are puking on the ice. It's crazy. I, I see. In Boston, you use the word "kid" that yeah. can describe an adult too. You say, "Oh, this yeah, kid, this guy could be use, this guy could be 50. Yeah, I know. I use it all the time. Right, like this kid over here. Huh? Yeah. That kid's 50. You moron. <laughs> so, 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 so if I say "kid" a lot, I'm, it's because my Boston is coming back on me. That's okay, man. I use it all the fucking... My grandfather, God bless him, Grandpa Martino used to call everybody kid. How you doing, mm-hmm. kid? I'm like, what? I'm 28. Yeah, I know. How you doing, <laughs> Hey, kid? Grandpa Michael Jackson, hey. Hey, 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 Gregorio, hey, manja, manja, custaniente, which meant eat, eat, it ain't going to cost you nothing. <laughs> I got bored over the last couple of weeks, and I've been googling Webster and Michael Jackson photos. Oh my God! How did? How is he not in cuffs? Did you see the photo I posted with him and the other guy on the bed with Webster? On the, on the bed? Yeah, I saw that. And again, I'm like, what the fuck? What with, well, shouldn't shouldn't the photographer be calling nine one one right there? And that's. That second he's snapping that shot of him fucking manhandling a little midget kid. I don't, no, no, what, no red flags here? No, fuck no, it's Michael two, fucking two grown, Two grown men laying on a bed with a midget. Oh, boy. You know what, Who was like nine at the time or something, right? He was like eight or nine in that photo. Yeah. Hi, I'm a, I'm a llama-loving pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know. I know. I know what you are, you freak. Where are Webster's parents in this? Uh, you know, the, here's our boy getting manhandled by, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Did hey, you see the one I posted, uh, was it last night, of him and Webster in bed with baby bottles? No. What, what the fuck is going on? But I'm gonna there's have so to many of them, but I, I don't want to post them all, but... It's so it's so like fucking crazy. It's so fucked up that that's going on. Well, that went on and. Poor Emmanuel Lewis. <laughs> hey, he, he he outlived uh, the dad in that show. The dad in that show it, went out awful. Really? Yeah, he had like oh. uh, wait a minute, wait a football. He was all fucked up. He was like shitting in the diapers the last five years. Alex Caros. Oh. Oh, oh, hey, don't, hey, we get, <laughs> every Wednesday's uh, special needs day, day, adult, yeah, what is it? Adult, adult special needs day at the Phoenix Zoo, nice. and periodically, you can drive by these groups, and just that dirty diaper smell, and, but they're, but the weird thing is, they must be accustomed to sitting in their own feces, because, they're just happier than shit to be out, you know? Hey! <laughs> yes. oh, no, hey. uh, they just happen to be outside. They, they don't... Out yeah. of their cages for an hour. Exactly. Now, yeah, they can see how the other... <laughs> so when they get to the zoo, they don't feel so bad. You know, they're like, oh, well, I guess I got a pretty good... <laughs> other than I got a load in my fucking drawers and nobody's doing anything about it. See, now, that's... <laughs> for me, that would be the worst fucking thing in the world, and that's probably how I'm going to leave this planet, Mike, just like my dad, locked up in a fucking institution by myself. In diapers. In diapers. The last conversation I had with my dad, because he had dementia, I called him on his birthday, and he, and he, he was still kind of lucid, so he picked the phone up, hello, and I'm like, hey, happy birthday, you old bastard, and he's like, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> who is this? He says, who is this? And I said, Dad? He goes, Grego! Hey, how the hell are you? You know what? Quit drinking beer. All of a sudden, the phone goes dead. But he didn't hang up. I can still hear, like, the TV in the background, right? And I'm going, Dad? Dad? And his then live in girlfriend, Christine, picked up the phone. Uh, Gregory? Uh, yeah, your father's in one of his little moments right now. Um, can you call back? I'm like, yeah, I, when? Well, these spells usually last 15 to 30 minutes. I went, okay, all right. So I hung up. And I called back, you know, within the 30-minute mark. Because, <laughs> again, I just wanted to tell him, hey, I love you. I'm thinking about you. You know, you're an idiot for moving to Illinois. I could have taken better care of you if you stayed in Phoenix. But... He picks the phone up, and it's the same fucking thing all over again. Oh, hey, happy birthday, you old bastard. Who is Who is <laughs> I already know I'm going out like that. I've had three major concussions and probably maybe one or two that, you know, bell rung type thing. So I know I'm going out like that. The gray matter is kind of kind of shaky at this point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> brain bleeds and brain bruises that I'll never get back. Yeah, and they get easier and easier. Like 
my next concussion will probably become, you know, from a sneeze down the line. You know, the, your first one, you've got to, like, I hit my head so hard on ice. Like, I hit my head so hard. And uh, I woke up in, like, a trainer's room with, like, a bag of peas on my head. And then back back in the day, they were just like, uh, uh, you, should be, you should be fine. You'd be even going to the ER. They were like, uh, uh, just wait, uh, just, uh, you should be fine. And then the guy down the street, an old Marine's like, yeah, you should probably wake him up every 10 minutes so he doesn't die in his sleep tonight. Yeah. So that's how they treated concussions back in the day. Now it's like you go into a dark room, you drink caffeine, you do everything for your brain bruises. You should probably wake him up every 10 minutes. Right. Like, if he's done vomiting on himself and, you know, yeah. wake him up every 10 minutes, he'll be fine because you want to get him through the death phase tonight. So yeah, that 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 guaranteed uh, injury right there is probably uh, my last five years in diapers. So I got that looking to look forward to. Well, that's well, you know, I, I was I was, and again, I'm not going back to the Sandra thing, but you know, when you marry somebody and you're with them all those years, you're kind of thinking, okay, this is how it's going to be. Uh, at least I'll have somebody here with me <laughs> towards the end. That ain't going to happen with me, dude. Um, <laughs> I have I have resolved myself. You don't know back. that. You, you, well, you're going to find someone who's in the same boat as you. you trust me. Maybe someone with oh. dentures. You know. You, <laughs> that could be all right. Or or real or real implants. <laughs> maybe maybe Jimmy will uh, introduce you to one of his sisters or something. I I don't. That guy is so fucking mean. I don't want anything to do with him anymore. <laughs> yeah, of, but you can be part of the Jimmy Empire. I. I am. I and I helped build that fucking empire, just like I helped build, you know, Bob Rocky show. <laughs> one one pork spear at a time. <laughs> but I want you know again. It, it it. I'm not poo pooing the idea, but right now my my, my focus is just on having fun doing these podcasts with you. Um, I am going to be firing up the old computer finally at the end of next month as well, and I'm going to start to do. I'm, I'm going to go with talk shoe because it's more user-friendly than what Bob has on Mitzler. But I'm going to, I'm going to start, you know, again, I want you with, I want you with me and I want Margaret and Margaret was, because again, I want to do this shit every day, man, every day. I I got into a routine and it was therapeutic for me, Mike. I would do these shows with Bob at seven 30 every morning for 10 or 15 minutes. And I was good to go for the rest of the fucking day. I was lapping up a fucking storm. But I've been really, and right. people have asked me, people have asked me, you seem a little depressed. I'm like, get away from me, man. <laughs> I was on a podcast, fuck face. <laughs> yeah, get no off shit. my back. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> but I've got people that like those characters. Governor Jan Brewer, for whatever reason, took off. Yay, yay. Did you hear the one when I did the sex tape with her and President Obama? <laughs> I, I've probably heard two shows that Bob's done. Oh. Well, the last show that Bob and I did, he, he goes, look, I want you to do Jan Brewer with President Obama. Yeah, so I did this two or three minute bit. You know, there was, a, there was a famous photograph of her pointing her finger at him when he landed out here in Phoenix. She was like berating him on the tarmac. So as it turns out, she ends up in Air Force One getting fucked by him while, while Michelle is taping. But the one line that, that stood out for me, he, and again, you know how we do this. It's just off the cuff. It was uh, President Mandingo tear down my uterine wall. 
And <laughs> I heard the next day driving to the zoo, I heard these people, President Mandingo, tear down my uterine wall. And they're yelling this shit, you know? And I'm like, what? And I'm like, how the fuck do these people... How did one of three Bob's listeners find me today? Well, that's about it. Well, I've given the link out, and I've given the link out for this, and people listen to this, although we haven't been very consistent over the last year, you know? No, Um, but people have, um, people, whatchamacallit, they, uh, I see the list, so there's people that, uh, what the fuck am I, subscribe to this podcast, so when it goes on, they get a message. So people have been on listening. This is one of the first time where a ton of people were actually listening to this live. But I don't know any of them because I don't know, I don't recognize any of the names. Well, and a lot of them are like uh, guest guest shots too. But that doesn't show you also people that are listening on their phone live too. So, right, right. And again, Mike, you know, like we talked earlier, it's it's not about it's not about it's just about having fun. And 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 I I totally enjoy doing this, man. And actually, doing the show with you, I mean, I can I, you know I can names book, you know, I can bring all those guys back, but this. This this show is kind of formatted, kind of like a Stern type deal. It's strictly talk. Dickley? Robert, oh, sorry. Well, 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 with Robert, Robert wanted kind of more of a retro morning show feel, like you know, characters and that. And I, you know, I'm I can do that. I'm, I can do whatever needs to be done. Just tell me what you fucking want, and I'll give it to you, or I'll try. Yeah. But but that's half the fun for me. It's just trying to do something. But this I like the shows when all three of them were of us on because I felt there was a, a a good riff there. That's why I never wanted to have like more than three because then you can't get a word in. Like it's with three, it's probably just enough. But anything beyond that, how can you have four people talk? They'll be talking over each other. I did a guy's podcast once, and there's like 15 people on it, and it's like, oh no, you can't because people want to chime in, and then it's on time. You can't do it. No, it's a clusterfuck. And that's why, and also, too, with Margaret, if she comes through, I would like to have a woman's perspective, because she's funnier and shit, you know? And I've said this to you both of you guys before. When you guys are going back and forth on Facebook, it's like an old married couple. You guys play so well off of each other, you know? And I just, I would just sit back and look at the screen and just laugh my ass off. I'm like, God, God, this, this is gold. This is funny. She hasn't yeah. been on. Uh, she was like a regular contributor on Facebook. And now she's married and not around anymore. So well, you don't, you don't really hear I, from her. Well, like I said, when I talked to her on Wednesday, she told me, she goes, you know, she goes, you know, Cass, because <laughs> she calls me Cass. <laughs> she goes, I'm feeling normal. And I said, all right, well, there's nothing wrong. That's a good thing. I said, you're not going to lose who you are, Margaret, because, you know, you've got some normalcy in your life. Uh, I said, use that to your advantage. I said, you're, you're in a unique situation to pick up on a lot of fucking material. Because, uh, again, a, a lot of stuff that I draw off of is when I was married with Sandy and some of the fucking stupidity shit that, that we went through. Although she was so OCD, man. I, <laughs> so I'm lucky to be alive. But... Uh, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to to bringing Margaret on. And she was, you know, she was kind of apprehensive. Well, I said, look, kid, you got to crawl before you walk. I said, you know, Mike, you know me. Um, we're not going to bust anybody's balls. We're just 
We're just here having fun. No, but balls will be busted. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah, yeah. No, I I agree with that. And I'm sure she'll be fine. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to bringing her on and, and again, having a woman's perspective on things. Um, For instance, Camp Itchy Coochie, would you go? I would, if I had one. I would be there. I would want to know proper hygiene, you know, while taking care of the bush while in the bush, so to speak. Said that one before. <laughs> okay. Hey, if she can find a Saturday that she can get free and, and be on for an hour, fantastic. Oh, she will. But, but she's parasailing every weekend and you know, <laughs> antique road showing. I don't know what she's doing. I mean, she was slated in as one of the beginning uh, people. And, uh, oh, I know. She couldn't make a show, so. I know, I know, I know. And I totally agree about having no more than three. Um, uh, you know, Bob Bob has always got an open... As a matter of fact, I shot him a text, you know, yesterday evening. Bob, we're doing a show. What's that? I sent him a message, too. I called him a coon. You call him a coon? Of course. Why wouldn't I? No. Well, that's who you are. And that's nothing but love there. I understand it. Now, I, I'm, I'm wondering, Mike, at this point, if, if Bob is not that, you know, incarcerated because he's so infrequent. Um, and I don't dare I don't dare call his sister. I don't want to pry. Again, you know, Bob's 54 years old. He's my age. Um Either he can he can text me back. I haven't spoke to him in over a month, and I'm, I, I'm yeah, I haven't really either. So I mean, I I, I love the guy dearly. Um, uh, I you know I love you dearly too. I, I love what we do, and I just I just well I just want to get these shows tight 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 and marketable. That's all. You know, I, I heard something the other day about a, a, a particular per, a gamer. Uh, he has his own YouTube channel. This kid made fifteen fucking million dollars last year, and all he does is play games and, and commentate on them. That's all he yeah, fucking crazy. does. Right. I know. There's a bunch of people on YouTube that do that. They'll have a video of a guy. There's a guy who uh, cuts thing with a cuts stuff with a hot knife. <laughs> he, <laughs> gives, he, ma- he makes like millions of dollars a year. All he does is like puts an orange, heats up a knife with a, a blowtorch, and then cuts it. And, and you'll see you'll see the views, like 15 million, 20 million views. And yeah. I, I, th- I think per million you get something like 8 grand or 10 grand per million oh, view. Shit. So the people The people that post, say, three videos a week, some of these people are posting seven videos a week, and if they're getting a million hits per, that's 8 grand a day, you're making some serious coin. It's something Absolutely. like that. I might be off yeah. by a little bit, but it's not far off. Well, seeing that, and, and, and again, the technology is there. You know, I mean, we don't. I would prefer to be sitting in a studio with you. I would love uh, to meet you in person. And I'll I would tell you right to, now, a podcast on YouTube isn't going to get you a million hits. It's just not. You'd be lucky to get a hundred. I mean, I even watch Joe Rogan's, and uh, his is live video, and it's uh, he's lucky to get a hundred thousand. Really, he's not—he's not getting rich on his. Uh, every now and then, it goes beyond that, but he's not getting rich on his his podcast. I'm sure he does okay on it, but he makes his money, UFC and you know, comedy right. and whatnot. 
But okay. YouTube, you get, you've got to like videotape someone get kicked in the nuts to get a million hits. You know, he's not going to get it from just talking. But again, that video game guy, this one kid called PewDiePie, and he makes like fifteen. It's probably the same guy you're talking about. There's a couple others. It's crazy. Yeah. And yeah. it's not even funny. I've listened to these guys. I've watched them, and I've been like, this isn't funny. And I know like my nieces and nephews, they watch it, and I'm like, what? It's not funny. But they're nine, so they don't understand. They think it's exactly. No, exactly. But, but my point is, there's a market out there. And, of course. Uh, and, you know, serious, serious radio uh, with, again, uh, we couldn't do what we do on a regular FCC regulated station. We'd be fired immediately and fined. <laughs> yeah, you know that. You know that. Oh, and yes, I, I, I do. I know. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I, I am a licensed FCC holder. I have a license to broadcast for life. Um, and if I lose that, I can, I can never have it back. Um, but, but seriously, again, my thought process is just to get the shows tight, getting consistently funny and marketable, put them on a fucking, put them on a resume, you know, on, a, on an edition tape or disc, and say, oh, I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen? Uh, you guys need a little more seasoning. Big deal. <laughs> one, of us, one of us would have to move somewhere. You know like what? Cleveland. I, 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 think, I think we could get a job tomorrow in a small market. I really do, just because I went to school for it. And I hear local, like the local radio in Boston is tremendous. You have professionals. You have guys that make a million per year, a bunch of them. You know, and the money's there. It's a big market. Like New York, same sort of deal. But if you go out to like Cleveland or some shithole that like they don't have the talent, you'd have to go make 20 grand a year to be on the radio. Well, see, and I was just going to say, I would be happy to make twenty-five to thirty thousand dollars a year, Mike, if I never had to put on another pair of whites and pick up a paintbrush again. I would be a happy guy. I have no responsibilities, you know. My truck—I got two more payments on my truck, and I'm done. You know, <laughs> all I got is rent and fucking utilities, and that's it. So that's all. I... We're but... going to ship you to Cleveland, and then I'm going <laughs> to, then you're going to, then you're going to like just phone me in, and then I can talk from the house. WKRP. Right. Pretty well, much. Well, my first radio gig was in Safford, Arizona, KETO, 92.3 on your FM dial. And I was doing Dick Nose, Private Eye, um, <laughs> Hill Street Jews. That was another one that I did. Um, the, 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 the kids liked it. You know, the, the local kids were kind of picking up on it, and they liked it. But I got called into my program director's office, and he was telling me, Hey, advertise, and again, it's strictly Mormon. This is a Mormon town, bro. I mean, they all wear the weird underwear and shit. Everybody's on a bike with a white shirt and a fucking tie and a bike out. And a bike helmet. I, I never got that. Oh, okay, good. God, Jesus doesn't protect? <laughs> fucking, we're faithless bastards. But I got called in and, and, and was told, stop doing these. The advertisers don't, oh, they're going to start pulling, pulling, on their spots. And I, I looked at this guy and I said, well, no, I'm not going to be censored. The kids like what we're doing and or like what I'm doing, so I'm going to continue to do it. And I got fired. <laughs> they fucking fired me. Then I ended up in Truth and Consequences, New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a fucking armpit of the Southwest, trust me. The, turn, the turntables, Mike, in this rinky-dink fucking studio 
<laughs> you'd cue a record up. And this is when we were still queuing records. So you'd cue a record up, and you would start the turntable, but you had to hold the turntable until the it would pick up the right RPMs. And I found out the hard way because I went into a song and it was like, <laughs> like what the fuck? Oh, and the kicker for that one, when I quit that fuck, because I quit that station, was when I came in to do my fucking shift, there's a goddamn fucking tarantula on the control board. I went, no fucking way. No, I'm like, no fucking way. This is fucking old. I, I left that fucking day. I walked out. That was my last official radio gig was in Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. <laughs> That's a true Casper Suarez radio story, ladies and gentlemen. How many people could we lose? That's probably half. Oh fuck. Okay. Hey, so we got gonna... a we got a Patriots game in Boston that we got a big uh, test on, so we gotta I gotta study this game. Uh, you got a text on what? Uh, New England Patriots they're playing the Jets, and now uh, we get we get tested oh. on it, so we have to study okay. it. Okay, well, you go, you go. Listen, my brother, Feliz Navidad, I love you. To you to you and your family, Mike, Merry, Merry Christmas. And hopefully, this New Year's, my third ball is going to drop. I'm looking forward to that. So be there on New Year's Eve. You'll probably hear it. Merry Christmas, buddy. Okay, my friend. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.